0: Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about... JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools To make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere you can do it from your phone you can do it from your computer you can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast and the audio is amazing this is what i used when i first started my podcast and it is a great app it's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast send it away and anchor Will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to listen, you could send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here, I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money. Off the podcast, not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement, and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time, and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry. And corn dogs, because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan. Because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads, much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the app store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Welcome to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, stand-up comedian Mike McCowan. Alright, here's another episode of The Lost Tapes. Audio quality is still poor, I'm still trying to improve that. So, um, I don't know. Enjoy the good audio quality of the regular episodes while I work on the bonus episodes. Alright, here's uh, Travis and I and uh, stand-up comedian Travis Clark and I are having a phone conversation. Uh, We talk about a lot of different things. It's a two-full-hour conversation. Uh, one of the things we talked about in the beginning is the metalcore video, the German metalcore video, Hypa Hypa, by Eskimo Callboy. It's it's a pretty great video, despite what Travis's opinion is on it. He's not a fan of metalcore, therefore he doesn't get an opinion. You know, Motionless and White, also a great metalcore band. Look it up. But yeah, Eskimo, Eskimo Callboy just released their hit single, Hypa Hypa. And it's pretty dope, check it out. It's not what you would expect, for sure. They're all wearing mullets, for one. It's kind of got an 80s vibe. But, yeah, it's definitely EDM EDM electronic dance music mixed with a little bit of uh, dubstep and metalcore. It's pretty sweet. And despite what Travis says, it's extremely catchy. Don't listen to him. Anyway, enjoy this episode of The Lost Tapes on Easily Irritated welcome to another episode of the podcast but it's not just any other episode of the podcast my sweet sweet wolf pups like i said Goblinites, the audio quality is going to be a little askewed. It's what happens when you talk through telephone and you're dealing with a technology impaired person. Not me, no, no, not me, but Travis Clark. He can't seem to get his phone onto the right app to record the right way. So while I work on this, uh, you're going to just have to suffer because I don't know how to fix it right now. But here's the. Bonus episode number one of The Lost Tapes. I've pieced together my conversations with his permission, of course. And we've created some uh, bonus content for you guys. Alright? I'll release some... Huh? Hell, I'll release it today. Sunday. Now it's 8 o'clock. Fuck you guys. Actual Easily Irritated with John Amon comes out in just a few hours. Just wait for that. But no, I'll schedule this for Wednesday. So Lost Tapes, they'll air Wednesdays. And Wednesdays and Fridays, how about? And uh, regular episodes, Mondays, Thursdays. All right. Here's my conversation with uh, comedian, stand-up comedian, and director Travis Clark.
1: That, thing?
2: that
3: goddamn video.
1: Oh, the Hyper um, Hyper? Hyper
3: Hyper.
1: That was an awesome video.
3: No, it wasn't. It was retarded on every fucking
1: It, level. it was meant to be retarded, and tell that to 24 million people. It was meant to... That's the whole characters. I know that, but
3: fuck, the song wasn't even catchy.
1: It's extremely catchy. Hyper, hyper, you're pretty and I like ya. I wanna party with you all night long. That's more important. catchy is the chorus. Do, 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 do. That's, what, this, the metal part? The metal part's the good part.
3: Jesus, no, it's not. His voice does not work with it. I do not like his voice.
1: He has great screams.
3: I, I am not a fan.
1: You don't like metal, though.
3: I don't, uh, no, not particular, but I can deal with it. His? Uh-uh.
1: That's just German metal in general. You just want to be a fan.
3: Oh, it's German metal? Yeah, no, I would No, no, I would I, I, no. Nah. Romstein, Duvass, is the closest you'll ever find me like.
1: Well, that's not metal, so.
3: I don't even know what you would consider Romstein, Duvass.
1: Hard rock. It might be considered metal, to be honest, because of how old it is. It actually might, but I, but what you li- but what I listened to and what that was, what I sent you, what I sent you is metalcore. Metalcore is closer to hip hop. It's not closer to rock. Regular metal is yeah. closer to rock. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's what I'm saying. During its era, yeah, it probably was considered metal.
1: Because rock and regular metal and like deathcore, even they uh, they go against the beat whereas in the regular singing you go against the beat whereas hip-hop you go with the beat and that's what metalcore does metalcore 100 percent is uh the mesh of uh hip-hop and uh and metal um, yeah so if you if you if you prefer rock you might like more of like the uh, more of like deathcore and stuff like um Falcon, what's his name um, my God's What would a train would be? It's metalcore. Then metalcore is what I prefer. He's just old. They're just old. Yeah, because of that style, it would be
3: metalcore. Because his and yeah, well, really he just did I can't stand. Do you like
1: motion? Metalcore. Do you like motionless and white sound? Like their uh, new stuff? Middle? Like well, their I new mean, stuff? Like you uh, and a little bit but i'm just i'm not a fan of the screen oh you don't like the screens at all
3: hey, yeah, yeah, so far
1: try try a day to remember they're the hardest to it uh, for pop punk they're the hardest you could possibly go but also the softest you could possibly go in other genres no, but they had they they have hard songs, but they legitimately have like uh, really soft regular songs too because they're yeah. they're one of the bands that like they're like we you can label us like whatever you want, we're not going to go toward a genre. Yeah. And so they've been like decided they're very famous, but like they're um been decided like pop punk and they released a a new album, but it's like I'll send you on their YouTube things, um, like uh, just songs that I think you'd like, because they do have weird... It's like every other band, they change and stuff. But I like, in the world needs to wear this ring I have on right now. What's the ring?
3: It tells your body temperature.
1: Your kid likes a day to remember. I don't know uh, what um, albums he likes, though.
3: Because I was outside, my body temperature is currently 39 degrees Celsius and dropping, which yeah. is 102 degrees. But that's because I was outside.
1: Everyone needs to wear this. They're checking people's temperature, you know what I mean? All the time. Yeah. If everyone had this, you wouldn't need to check the temperature. Just look out at the future. Have you had unemployment issues or with receiving your thing this week? Uh, What
3: do you
1: mean? I don't receive yeah, my... my...
3: Issues. My only one is different. Like every single fucking week, the way I file,
1: to I haven't gotten it at all, and apparently a lot of people haven't. I have not
3: gotten mine yet either.
1: Yeah, it's saying that.
3: Uh, did you say you were supposed to get
1: yours today? Yeah. Well, I filed for it yesterday, and I screenshot it. Said I was approved. Well,
3: that's not what I mean. I don't know how it shows on your guys's, uh, but on the P web
1: website anyway, it
3: actually shows a payment date.
1: yeah That's you, the day you get paid. it will yeah it's usually on mondays
3: yeah my well mine says the 13th which is today so but
1: I thought it got paid yet either I could check the screenshot though so.
3: we'll see me and Michael were a little bit irritated she woke up from a nap, and she called me, and she, she, she messaged me. She was like, I feel a little bit better. You want to go get Panda Express? Followed, like, 30, uh, uh, I messaged up. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I figured she still had a few dollars off. Uh, followed by a message immediately, like, five minutes later, of, fuck,
1: we ain't got no money yet. So I could send you what it says. Oh. It just says the yeah. same thing it always says. Yeah, we haven't got our damn yeah, I sent you
2: the
1: thing. I sent you the screenshot of what it said yesterday. But um yeah, Chris replied to my email finally. I mean he didn't reply, he like sent it over. He's like, I apologize, I thought we uh sent it to you before but uh, you were with like 50 other people and you might uh, slip through a crack, but and he sent it to me. It was actually more than I had calculated it. It was like 10,000 something.
3: I do It sounds like on
2: yours the saying you're going to
1: get paid Tuesday. Is that what
3: it says? Uh, well, it says... Uh... Thank you for filing your weekly claim with the Arizona, you know, online weekly claim system. Your claim has been accepted. You may select the view claim information tab after 8 a.m. tomorrow, which would be Monday. Exception: if you filed your claim on some Sunday, updated information will be posted on Tuesday. Hmm. So maybe they pushed it here back to Tuesday. I don't know. Like I said, my payment date still says the 13th. So. Well,
1: now people are complaining that are living out of state but still filing for unemployment benefits. It was like, bitch, you're they what what they did too is um the D the DCS or D E S or whatever DS was um they just seized all the money on their accounts and they closed it. because they're they're, they did that to
3: some people who
1: they were Yeah. But um a lot of the people were out of state and working. The main root of it is is I think um for whatever reason they're running out of money. And Trump
3: they were no they're not running out of money. They were given enough money to be able to support every uh citizen in Arizona for the entire time of terrorization.
1: Well, Either way, though, it's like they need to. They'll
3: get their shit together. Well, the,
1: the White, White House meeting, does.
3: Yeah, they're supposed to be meeting by uh, uh, I think on the twentieth
1: to the def- come on, geez, guys.
3: extension is planned, will run through December.
1: So how will that affect us if they don't um, if they don't extend it? If they don't approve this bill, yeah, uh, then
3: we'll be getting that after July thirty first. We will no longer collect an extra six hundred. We'll just collect the state amount, which basically means we're gonna go broke.
1: Huh. Well, I'm on. I'm at four hundred. I'm at four hundred right now too. You could probably last a little longer. I made friends with the seven eleven guy by I me mean, maybe maybe they're hiring.
3: That's a possibility. Places are hiring. I've been tempted to get a job, but to be honest, I, I can sit and wait and whereas I it drives me crazy to sit and wait. I can afford to and honestly, health wise it's safer for my family for me to avoid work working right now. Yeah. I
1: don't like the lack of money. I Plus, really am. Focus on the podcast with me and we can get the listenership up. I already gained um almost double my listenership for whatever the fuck I talked about for the Kanye West episode <laughs> last week. And honestly, I think it was the beginning. I think it was because I I was I I used the, my uh stream of consciousness muscle that I reserve usually for my characters. I did it for myself, and I was like, at the end of it, I was like, hey, if I offended people, you know, none of that shit made sense, so. I've
2: decided <laughs> if we're ever doing a podcast and we have a guest, I am going to describe the guest entrance as if it was some grand
3: movie or wrestling entrance every time. Even if they don't do shit, and are already sitting there. See what you guys didn't see is Brandon came through the curtain with a backflip, with two smoke bombs, green and red, that went off as
1: he flew through it. No, and then like, no. See what you s- just said. I want to add to it. And so in the beginning, we'll do a few of those intros, and I'll come in dressed differently, maybe even wearing a speedo at one point and a robe, and just be like, be like, no, let's redo it. You ruined it.
2: God
3: damn it. And the best part is, though. Well, you sound super excited even if you're saying completely mundane shit. He just walked left foot first down that aisle.
1: Yeah. You'd have fun if you came over when uh, I'm doing it with the Joker. Yeah, he's really good at characters and stuff like that. And, um, he has got a really big, um, he's got a really big uh, fan following. Like big for us. Yeah. Like still like six thousand is a lot. Yeah, I mean they're all like health and they're all like fitness people and stuff too. So it's like um, they like him for his comedy. So if they see no offense to him, but if they see like actual Comics and stuff, and are like, "Oh shit, I like these guys too, and they're local. I'll support them." Because like, yeah. if you if we can, that's what I've been trying to say from like the beginning. If we can get even if it's one show, like I'll split the if we do the ads together, I'll we'll split it with you. But even if we get one or two shows, I'd like multiple shows because then it's a community. But you know whatever, and then um, because that's what Rogan did essentially. He just that's how Fight Companion is. It's just him bullshitting and watching fights with his friends.
3: Yeah, but Rogan's got a... Uh, R- Rogan's all. Uh, see, He's a bad example because he's always got something to fall back on, even if no one thinks he's funny.
2: I would, even if the entire world of comedy turns their back on him,
1: he is still going to make boo money. Well, the way I, w- I would want to do it is I would want to watch weird... Fucked up animes with you. <laughs> it's it's like ones that like we neither of us had seen. We just like watched a little bit of it, so then they can be watching our reaction with us as we're reacting to it. And obviously, we're gonna have to. So this is the way the music people do it, because um, Austin watches a lot of those music reaction videos. Metal. That's how we yeah. found that fucking weird German video. <laughs> That's, that's how it was just they were reacting to it because the, everyone was oh, yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so the way you have to do it is so we'd be watching it and um, um, Ryan t- uh, gave me the idea for this. So we can actually with my green screen, we could put it behind us on the couch and so we could be it could be playing behind us, but we'll be watching on the TV. And then um but it'll be playing simultaneously when you watch when I edit it. So when you watch it, yeah. it it'll be like a we're yeah, we're pretty much yeah, in the video. It's just gonna be a green screen while we're filming. Yeah, like in fact I, I've thought of like weird random shit that we could do with it too. Is like um because um I can um I'll, i could like send you because uh, 'cause I'm sure it's it's not difficult to if I um if I, like, lend you my computer or something?
3: I would be so much of a dick and want to do a Fight Club episode at one point.
1: Oh, yeah, but... The...
3: About, like, no, but hold on. No, go ahead. Just, like, these, these hor- these, these fucked up knockouts or, or, or fights or anything, you know what I mean? the fucked up videos. But sometimes, throughout all of that, about four times, as we're splicing through videos going on the green screen, there will be a quick millisecond shot of a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Just like in Fight Club.
1: Yeah, and that like that's how I see it too is like um and we can even do segments where we're like uh you're like and now with the because you know that we only have a a few ads which are just audio so for video we could totally do like fake ads. You're like, All right, so out in the field we have Mike and I'm just standing in front of the green screen and you can put the video, like, whatever video happening on the screen and shit like that, and I'll make broad gestures, and then then I see it for the first time when we do the show.
3: You know what? I actually <laughs> just saw...
1: Because oh, that'd be fun. I,
3: no, I saw that. It was... Uh... Uh,
1: whose line is it anyway used to do it?
3: It was from whose line is it anyway. That is what I thought. But, that, but that's clean,
1: too. We can do it where it's, like, anything. Yeah, because Collins was doing a newscaster one, and the video behind us, which he couldn't see, of course,
3: yeah. was all fucking, like,
2: bugs and shit.
1: <laughs> now, keep safe for the coronavirus, and it's just some guy blowing his own nose with his hand and licking it behind me. As you can see, I'm in a very safe, clean environment. It's just a whole bunch of urinals, people pissing on the floor and taking shits on each other, and two girls, one cups playing in the background. I don't know. <laughs> no,
2: we
3: would have to get a drone and get some video of, like, cats the hold the shelters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, but, like, uh, I have to move all that shit out from my parents' house, so I have to – my living room is going to become, like, a huge studio.
3: But if we were to go to, uh, like, just down the area where the homeless shelter is downtown? Yeah. you just anywhere in downtown area with, you know, a video camera or phones or something and just film some of that area. That'd be perfect. I mean, we don't need a permit
1: or anything for it. I also, um, I've realized that I'm very um, funny to watch if I'm scared and caught off guard. So what I would like to happen to is I'll meet you at a park somewhere, and then you have the vlogging camera and jump out to <laughs> <laughs> just mysterious places. And we'll, then we'll loop them all together and we'll post it on social media and stuff or and in the beginning. <laughs> At one point, you're like, there's no way that's real. You staged that. You can't scream like a little bitch like that every time. I was scared. No, but like, I feel like that. Uh, so, okay, so the music videos, the way they do the reaction videos is... um. YouTube, and uh, anywhere else. Hold hold hold
3: Roll off this couch and my phone up. You're good, you're on
1: speaker. Oh, I was just saying is, um, so the way they do the reaction videos is you play like a little portion of it and then you pause it. And then you talk about it a little bit and then you play it again. So if if we were watching something like Fucked Up or whatever, like some of those animes on Netflix are like weird and nudity demons and stuff. And so you're like the first five minutes, you'd be like, Oh, you pause and you're like, what was that?
3: Have you you, uh, ever watched Cobra Kai? Hmm.
1: I've
3: never watched Cobra Kai.
1: That sounds familiar.
3: Uh, It should sound familiar. It's, the most legendary martial arts dojo in the world. Hmm. It's the martial arts dojo from Karate Kid.
1: That's cool. But, yeah, there's a TV show called Cobra Kai. Have you ever seen it? Maybe. Probably not.
3: Okay, so basically what it is, is Do you
1: remember the original Party Kid movie? Yeah. Alright, so
3: Daniel LaRusso, the one who did the crane kick and was shot by Mr. Miyagi, beat the blonde dude, Johnny Lawrence, who was the fighter from Cobra Kai. Hmm. That was the original movie. Um, the TV show takes place 35 years later, and the main character is now Johnny Lawrence, the one that Daniel LaRusso, you know, the Karate Kid, beat in the tournament. The blonde dude. Um, and
1: then the real winner. And he reopened Cobra Kai. But Daniel LaRusso's in it.
3: Their kids are in it. it. It's a pretty good fucking series. It really is. It just got picked up for a third season uh, and by Netflix. It got moved over to Netflix. And Netflix uh, picked it up. Oh, so, like the third season comes out at the end of the summer. But I've been watching it to kind of splice my time in between Doom Patrol and like,
1: fucking Oswald and shit. Oh, by the way, did you read the books for Magicians and just like forget about it? Because when no, you I just because when you just because I watched the whole thing of Magicians.
3: No, I, I've never read the books.
1: No, so I watched the whole thing and then I uh, read the other. I just read the, like the, um, you know, synopsis. And then, um, I was, I remembered like, so, um, the in the show, it just like, they just treat him like a rapist the whole time. But what you described it, um, is I guess each time the writer, he was, he was not always in the same timeline. So he was like trying to prevent his mistake as he re- already realized, he made. But they just don't show that in the show. They just show him as uh, a rapist the whole time. That's why I was like, because yeah, Travis, what d- you, described, you described, described to me is. I was is but
2: you
1: the show. Oh yeah, that's why I looked it up later, and I was like, I was like, well, I because I, I looked up what it actually is, yeah. and he was like, no, Travis was right. He was just like. just don't touch on that on the show so you must have done the same thing and like researched the whole thing because you uh, a lot of what you told me about the whole world and stuff was all correct it just wasn't like really touched on in the show and that's what I do with DC too is I fill in the blanks that's what I do with DC I fill in the blanks I know
3: I've read any of them. That doesn't mean I have not considered I've read both libraries,
1: both prison yards. Yeah, well, I think, I I know for a fact I could have read Magicians now that I really, uh, I thought about it, and then I read it later, of course, but, like, I remember reading, strangely, the, like, the beginning. You know, like, when you're a kid, and I was sheltered. I read the beginning, and I was like, nope, they say fuck in it. And now I'm watching shows, and I was like, they don't say fuck in it? Really? It, it sounds familiar from, like,
3: something other than the show. But, like I said, I don't know. I don't think i have actually read any of the books. I may have,
1: but I don't think so. I got it confused with Inkheart. Uh, initially, initially, I think I got it confused with Inkart um, because Inkart's a lot like that too. Is like it's, um, but it's, it's weird because it's not its own world. I mean, it is, but it's like so. In that world, is every book is essentially its own universe, yeah. and they don't like, they don't. Straight out say whether the writer's creating the universe by writing the book, or if the writer's like a prophet or whatever. Because in in Inkheart, it's like this guy Mo, when he reads out loud, he can bring characters and shit out of that book world into our world when he reads aloud. So they call him Silver Tongue. Uh, The mummy guy plays him in the movie. The magic The magic chick. Queen of Fate. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, it's essentially that. And they call him Silver Tongue. And there's like a few other guys in like the world that can do that. But he's like the main one. And he was reading aloud to his wife. Huh? yeah That'd be d- well yeah but if, for him, he can't control it, so like how he discovers he has it, he's reading aloud to his wife, and all of a sudden a little bird appears, and you're like, oh, that's weird, uh-huh.
3: able to
1: it well, it's like so the power we the so the power has a price. So it's like he starts reading aloud to his wife and his wife disappears into that world. And oh, shit. yeah. And then he uh, is replaced with these like evil bad guy characters, which is the part he was reading. And now they're like, you know, fuck you put us back. And then, so the story takes place like 20 years or 14 years later. And so like, they're bad guys now, and they're like, we want to go back and share our bad guy knowledge and how to build guns and shit. (laughs) So take us back there, magic man. And so that's what the whole first book is about. Oh, dude, his daughter's badass with it. His daughter would be you. Yeah. Well, her his daughter's powers would be more up your lane because she can read out loud. Uh, but she can also, like, she's also creative, so she can write things. And so she can be like, if the book says, like, And Cthulhu kills everybody, she'll write, and Cthulhu when to save the day. <laughs> and then the character will change. And even if it's her own dad, because at in uh, the second book, um she um she doesn't realize it, but there's a character in a poem that's a vigilante, and it's written about her dad, like inspired by her dad, so when she writes like the Blue Jay does this, and the Blue Jay does that in the book world, yeah, her dad he's just controlling him like a puppet, and I was like, that's cool, <laughs> so I was just like if i if I picture a character like like yourself or like I wonder if you could do it to yourself you know because she did it accidentally so like and then after that she did it on purpose she made a guy immortal she was like if you write this if you write your name in this book then um, you're immortal and then she erased that guy's name and she wrote her own
3: See, I will say, I think the only thing that can probably do
1: what you're referring to is the book of death. Yeah, but it's not essentially what you have, because you can create items like the book of destiny. So you can be you know, like, and one he pulls death, the... Only know that can change someone's literal physiology and make them, give them some power. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to, like, really be specific about it. But you might be able to get a version of that, yeah. Now, if you were
3: like, <laughs> right, I want higher or, yeah, okay, you're tricking with
1: this. Yeah, but you have to explain how you get there. You can't be like, Travis is bulletproof. Be, like, Travis is walking to the gas station to get to uh, Black and Miles one day with his dog, and all of a sudden uh, he noticed there's a, a weird like light above him, and then it strikes him, and all of a sudden he can jump super high and fly and shit. Like, like, you have to have a backstory for that particular power because it has to be a story. Yeah. No, I she doesn't have to be there. They don't have to be there. They can write about it and they don't have to be there. So you'll you just be like living your day thinking you have free will and stuff, walking out there with your dog, walking to the gas station, get struck by lightning, and all of a sudden you have every single power that Superman has. And you're like, What the hell? Oh,
3: no, I know. I'm saying that it's the first thing to do it to the self.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you could do it to yourself, like because like I think I know what you're being like because you would know that it's coming type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you would make the wrong decision and it wouldn't happen.
3: Exactly. You're, you're, exactly. That, uh, the butterfly effect Yeah, because she
1: couldn't, she, she can't control her own destiny. For the sole purpose of your life life. And then
3: you go back for life,
1: you never have a reason. to next you never have a reason to create the time machine, so you
4: couldn't have created it. Dude, watch Dark on Netflix. That they they do the best
1: job. No, you know how there's usually a time. There's usually like a time like loophole. They seem to. They, I don't know about the last episode, but they, for the most part, they uh, piece everything together really well, to where like something happens and you're like, oh shit, you kill your own mom, bitch. <laughs>
2: Have
3: you the final
1: season of no, no, I haven't watched the last season of it.
2: A, it, it ended, you know, and
3: it ended the story. It's not like they left, you know, like anything I've noted or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a sufficient ending. I just don't like it. Now, The season was good. Even, well, actually, part of the season. This is probably the worst thing. But at least they did end the show on a point where
1: it's like, okay, yeah. I can see that actually. Okay, yeah, all right. No <laughs> number. Would be a funny podcast for you to do too if it was a solo podcast. Is for um for you you'd have to do two podcasts essentially, but you'd uh, you do one podcast where you like comedy on the news or just talking and just Yourself, and then you do another podcast where you're listening to yourself and commenting on yourself and correcting yourself. Because I feel like you correct yourself more than uh, anybody else corrects, or you correct anybody else. <laughs> you're like, by the way, I was wrong, but this is uh, what what was uh, I was right about, and so I was I was I was headed there. <laughs> so technically, I was right. Good for you, Travis. Good for you. Yeah, that's pretty much what you're saying. You're you're pretty much saying, "Hey, I called you initially because I thought I was wrong, but I realized I was right all along." <laughs> so I guess I'm calling you to say, "You're welcome." That'd be awesome. Uh, That'd be awesome to do to somebody if you just call them and you just say, hey, I'm just calling to say, you're welcome. And you hang up on them. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> or you say something crazy before. like, stop what you're doing right now. I just had a vision. Like, what? Are you inside right now? I am inside right now. Okay, good. Stay there. Bye. No. Not the Red Bull.
2: Yeah. Who's that? What happened?
1: So, is wearing a face shield the same as wearing a face mask? What do you If I wear a face shield into a store, do I still have to wear the face mask? No? Oh, that would be way better. I wouldn't want to wear it outside in the heat, but I wear it inside for sure. Yeah, they're they're only like fifteen bucks. Oh, the face shield. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Orion oh, ran away and never came back from a funeral. Um, I'm I'm sure Megan will do shows now that they're all living together.
2: Oh yeah.
1: And Annalyn, too. Uh, I can't remember. Well, she should be, because um, like she had potential and stuff too. I know she's self-conscious, but like, uh, like we need the people, <laughs> especially like we don't know. How, I mean, December might be as dead as it is now, but we might come to a point where we do have multiple shows on one day. It's, yeah. It might be on... It's going to be dead, yeah. Oh, it's not going to be dead? Yeah, because, um, I mean, we're going to come to a point where we're going to need like, bodies. So we prefer it that they're good. And at one point we're gonna get to a point where people are going, Okay, we can have our parties now.
3: Well, but still gonna people that tell us we can't and we're gonna get to that. Because we have all of us on these shows that are making. Well,
1: I did I tell you what I want my day job to be? I had an idea for it. I already have a website. I Already you know. I mean, already. I'd use. I. I created a new website. But anyway, because I can't use the laughing mic. But um, I can't do it until after my stuff flipped over to misdemeanors. But um, if I get my notary license, I can be a um a personal notary, like like a pocket notary. For people because especially the banks being all weird and stuff like that you could just hire a notary for like you know 30, 20 bucks or whatever wherever you live we'll figure it out but um, it's just it's just for time because you're not going to spend a lot of time there you're just there as pretty much as a witness to sign things so people can sign things and get approved documents and stuff and it's cheap to get but for arizona you can't have anything on your record more than a misdemeanor so i'd have to wait until that stuff's flipped over which i'm told is at the at the court and stuff i don't have to call in for my drug test anymore so yeah At least he was like, yeah, you don't have to call him anymore. I was like, sweet. Because uh, it was just annoying, too. And I felt felt like I couldn't uh, drink at all. And I was like, not at all during the quarantine? There's one thing that I do respect about Hayden, and that's just he just lets it go he says some racist shit and stuff, but that's because he's just letting it go. No, 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 no. That's because he's but he's also letting it go because if he tightened it up and no. stuff, I'm he
3: like, won't. You know,
1: like one day, um, um, One day he was just like, I don't know why everybody shames people who vote for Trump. I voted for Trump, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of it. And then Jenna said, I'm not ashamed of it either. I voted for Trump. And I said, I voted for Trump, but, I mean, I was pressured for, from family, and I didn't want to vote for the other dude. And, he was, and Jenna was like, it was Hillary Clinton. She's a woman. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what I said in that moment was probably more fucked up than Hay- what Hayden said, but I felt like Hayden said the more fucked up thing. It's like I voted for Trump and I'm not ashamed of it. I was like, I voted for Trump. And I'm ashamed that I had that I felt the need to. No, no, he's he's the, he's the better of the options for two for sure. But I'm upset that we only had two options. No, I mean, Not how he's handling things now. It's like, uh, not during. A, yeah, you hear the shit that's going on now with his taxes. They're everyone saying the same thing. You are. They're like, hey, I thought you said you knew knew how to handle money, man. We want to see your tax return. <laughs> you never showed it to us, and that's. A crime, and he was like, "All right, I'll show it to you." And they're they're like, "All right, here's your deadline." <laughs> and that's because, like, I I a hundred percent know why he doesn't want to show his his thing. It doesn't have anything to do with loopholes. It has nothing to do with that. It's because his entire business and his entire life is all a house of cards. It's all like tied up in equity and loans and weird shit. So if he dies, his kids are all fucked. (laughs) That's what that means. (laughs) That's why like, I feel like his entire life is like Charlie uh, Sheen's character in Two and a Half Men. When he tells Alan, he's like, it's all a house of cards, Alan. I'll leave you everything, but you're fucked. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't say fucked, but he's like, you're screwed at the end because it's all a house of cards, Alan. It's all not real. And that's what Trump's life, I feel like. Is. Like, he might have all these businesses and stuff like that, but he has so much overhead that people don't think about. He has so much overhead. That's why, like, big comedians complain and stuff. When they're Like, Burt Kreischer complained. He didn't complain, but he was just saying... Like, I, I barely made any money when I did uh, When I did the drive-in movie theaters because they built the stages and everything for me. They did all that shit. I had to pay all the, these people and everything. And it's really, really hard to sell tickets during the pandemic, even if they're in their cars. So it's like I sold maybe like 100 tickets. There's 100 cars there. And, you know, $60 a ticket, you'd think that would be a good profit. I didn't make that much. Do you there? You there? Do you hear me? It's, no, I feel like that's just, it's a lot of people, uh, a lot of young actors too, for the, in comics alike for that work for us is they're like, well, they they'll pick up a check for the murder mystery company and they'll be like, well, this is like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and they paid for our time, and the gas, and all this, all the props and stuff that we're using individually. Like they have a lot of overhead, and so they deduct those costs every time, and then the amount that's remainder is they have to pay employees and stuff. Like the amount that Scott's collecting. I'm sure it's millions and millions and millions of dollars, but it's not as much as the people who are making like $65 think. Yeah, it's like he has a lot of responsibility. That's why I was impressed that it's that. No, I know that. I don't doubt that. I'm just saying he has a lot of overhead.
2: I'm,
1: As people think. No, and that's why that's why it's like um, when like young actors and stuff, they're like, "Oh, geez, we're like re- really getting gypped." And I was like, "No, you're really getting gypped, and it's not ha- doesn't have anything to do with any of the things you're thinking of. It has to do with experience and experience alone." <laughs> that's why I'm getting paid more than you are. It's experience and experience alone. <laughs> it's felt it's time. It's like when you're playing a video game and like, that's the whole reason I'm trying to get to 40 in Pokemon go, because you have to play a certain amount of levels for them to give you, uh, the responsibility of deciding where other pokey stops are and stuff without being a pest or a troll or something like that. And they feel like if you've played 40 levels, you're pretty invested in the game and you don't want to fuck it up for other people. And so that's how like our company treats it. So if you think, and they make it very clear, that's how they treat it with all the awards and stuff like that. And so if you view it like a video game, you're like, Oh yeah, I just have to, I have just have to up more levels. And each show is your complete completing the level. And you're like all right i'm on like the 20th level now i get a pay bump i get a, a, my new level or whatever you know a new ranking my new ranking because we're we're fortunate that our boss is a nerd yeah I'm well, sorry Well, yeah but that that's how he structures it yeah he structures it like that cuz he's like hey we're all nerds and stuff. Like I want, and like Chris Wardbrook wrote a book about that. He's like, if you view life as a video game, you'll succeed because you know that there's levels and he explains it all in his book. But that's pretty much Scott just took that and made a a business model, a video game. He played video games and he's like, that's a pretty good business model. Huh? Yeah. So that's, that's why like, um, that'd be good to like for you to like put in your speech thing is the video game thing is explain it to new actors when you roll them in for auditions and stuff, because that is a something I hear a lot when uh, we pick up checks or whatever. I don't usually look at, I, I, I only look at it because I want to make sure it like matches it, but I try not to like show it to other people because it's none of their goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the, the, my my reason is the Ron Swanson view of (laughs) life. It's like none of your goddamn business. But I do understand their way of thinking. I understand their way of thinking too. But it's like when Sawyer and I were started at the same time and Sawyer made that comment of like, um, be nice to be director and just cast yourself in all the shows and all the solo shows. And I was like, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, there's more to it than what we're seeing. And she's also ran the entire troop by herself for a lot of years before us. So we don't really know what goes into it. That particular instance was like... Well, yeah, that particular instance was a little... Oh, yeah, that was... Well, we found out later what that was wrong, but, like, at the time, it was like, that's not my place to question it. So, like, you're just gossiping. Yeah. She was
3: just
1: fucking but I done it. Yeah, and she was also... It's the way she promoted people isn't incorrect because that's the way the entire industry runs. And it's saying, Hey, it's not just being a good performer. It's also being a good hang. And that's something that, uh, that, um, Hayden really nailed, but he, uh, he didn't have the the hard work that the rest of us put into it. That's why it was, that's why when he was looking at his shows, he was like, how come I'm not good in a lot of shows? I'm a good hang. Yeah, but you also have to be a good performer and other people have to like working with you. There's, there's, there's layers. I'll tell you what. The first time I
3: heard you say that if you have a performer but half of the crew does not want to drive two hours with the far as the show, why are they still in your church? You know, I don't care how good of an actor they are. Now the of every
1: other. He's also a stand-up, too, so he, out of anybody, probably gets the most, like, hey, you're traveling to a gig with a guy you've never met before that's, like, the middle and you're the opener, and uh, you're also traveling with the headliner, and it's, like, you don't get to pick everybody all the time. So, like, if you have so, the option.
3: No, sorry. I saying, I
1: can't confirm this, but I believe that line of thinking comes directly from a 1990 documentary called The Life No, but it's just, well, I'm just saying that because he does um, he does uh, comedy too, and that's yeah. just a main rule. Oh, I know that,
3: but John is a lifelong long okay?
1: Yeah, but that's... And, I'm just saying that's where it comes from.
2: His favorite one of his favorite people called Beyond Uh it was one of my
3: favorite The first time you ever got to see a behind the scenes book was I mean you saw a good man get stitched up in the back after a head uh tear shot in the head. Like legitimately pitched up.
1: You know that's Adam Sandler's way of thinking too? But I I was just saying that all the comedy rules and stuff, they came from, like, wrestling. Oh, did they
4: really?
1: Yeah. Most yeah, comedians yeah. are wrestling fans. Well, the
3: two businesses back in the day were, like, way day back in the day were pretty much the same thing.
1: Like, two big, f- like, maybe, I want to say, you, you can include Freddie Mercury if you want. But the two big things that really changed comedy, that weren't a part of comedy, were wrestling and um, Elvis Presley, and it's it changed in a way of saying, "Hey, this you're you're putting on a show, like put on a show." I never thought about it as an essence of comedy, to be honest with you, but it makes sense with
3: wrestling. Yeah. I did know that because one of the most legendary and most hated comics of all time, you know,
2: straight up
1: said, he makes it back Yeah. It's all, it's all about the performance. Andrew Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay is a hundred percent Elvis Presley. He even talks about it. He's like, I I love, I love it too. He's like, I used to talk to my mom and she goes, uh, well, what's the comedy like there? And he goes, ah, they're the performance-less, Ma. They're performance-less. But I'm going to change this comedy scene. And every woman I have over, I have a suck my dick as I play Elvis Presley, and I tell her that I'm going to be the most brilliant goddamn thing you'll ever see on the street. It's like, yeah, baby. He said he had custom jackets and stuff uh, made. Yeah. Who's I think oh, Eddie Murphy's was A variation of that. Uh uh it's uh little Miss Tuffet, Saturn or Tuffet, eating her curds and whey, And uh he said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch. Yeah, that might be hilarious. That might
3: be
2: hilarious.
1: Yeah, it might be a combination of the two. I don't know. I might have heard like a like just a punchline. Like I might have heard a synopsis version of it. Hickory dickory dock. Why don't you suck my cock? Dude, I still can't get over the fact that Trevor Skies is straight. I was like, really? You're not even on the spectrum? He what? No, he was just touring a lot. I'm sure he's in town now because of the pandemic.
3: Yeah, he's performing again. Is he? Yeah. I I've heard that. Uh, he's performing again. Uh, a friend of mine actually, my old roommate, uh, from back in April when I got arrested.
2: Yeah.
1: I get that we saw him at an open mic, but he needs to uh, address that, that whole not gay thing immediately always.
2: <laughs>
1: because like it's different from Tony Hinchcliffe or whatever, who just has a gay voice. He moves gay. Like, no, I was called an undercover faggot, (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) by an actual gay man. So I feel like I can say that word because it was a word used against me. (laughs) Did he say faggot to, to, to you? I feel like you can only...
3: Can
1: you stop your dick? it's because the whole world is a dick and we want to fuck it. I've been writing a lot of like joke jokes for my podcast. But, um, when I listened to it, I was like, that's funny, but that's not a part of your act. No, because you can't you can't say kind of you can't say um, nonsensical stuff on stage unless it's like part of a character. Like if it's part of yourself, people are like, "All right, but what are your actual thoughts and experiences?" Because like nowadays, people are like, "We want more of a story to get to know you. We don't really want escapism." Yeah, yeah like uh, podcasts are for escapism. So if you want to escape and silliness and stuff, you can. And hear about some, you know, little fat little like news things that aren't a big deal that's not serious, like Kanye threatening to run for president. <laughs> like I make fun of things and stuff. I said, Let's scoopity the poop out of America. And I played the I played the hail to the Hmm. The word
3: you chose
1: was threatening and I love it. Threadity? So well okay. Oh threatening. Yeah. Okay. That's not what you just said. Oh, threatening.
3: Yeah. The fact that his announcement was based there as a threat I use is fucking hilarious.
1: You should listen to the first part, just the first part of my podcast after the five minutes of ads, and just the part where it goes, do, 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 do er, scoopity poop, scoopity poop, 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 scoopity, scoopity poop. And it's like, it's Kanye, it's Kanye's song. I just snipped it together and I was like, and I was like a uh, faux enthusiastic about it. No, honestly, I think he couldn't fuck it up more than um, what's currently happening. <laughs> if he ran with, if he ran with like an actual respected person, like, uh, like pe- people people are like, well, Elon Musk uh, endorsed him. I was like, he did that as a joke. <laughs> Elon Musk is friends with like big time comedians, and he's a uh, just. He programmed a car to dance to the orchestra. Like, he did that as a joke. He doesn't, like, actually want him to. And he doesn't care either. He's he's not a citizen. I mean, he might be a citizen, but he's not, he's not born here. He has no stance in it. He's like, oh, yeah, I support this idea. That'd be fun to watch. But the fact that Kanye took it seriously, like, dude, this brilliant guy actually thinks I can do it. That's what's funny. <laughs> and I think I think he, he, uh he knew that, Elon Musk. He's like if I can get Kanye to believe that this is a legit serious tweet, then everything I've done in my life is perfect. Well, let me say this. Kanye could want to
3: walk as a vice president and not win <sighs> He could run with the rock as his running mate and not
1: win. Well, the thing is, is like, um... He could
3: find a way to make the rock and Tom Hanks co-vice president and he wouldn't win.
1: He, need, he would need the correct hype man.
3: Cardi wouldn't
1: get the fucking black vote. Black people would vote for trust. So They're like, no, you wear the... <laughs> you you were the confederate flag, bro. You're a walking contradiction. Wait, seriously. There are black people who would vote for Trump
2: over Kanye. My wife would vote for Trump over Kanye. I know that for a fact. I talked
1: about it, and I asked her, I
3: said, would you vote know, for Kanye? She said, um,
1: no. You know what's sad, though? Is if the Democrats placed Michelle Obama as their choice, she would win having no credentials besides being a lawyer. Oh
2: yeah,
1: yeah, because she already has the fan base. So it's like, yeah, she wasn't president, but she was. Ob- she knew what was going on that whole time. You think that husbands don't talk to their wives about stressful shit and ask their opinion on things? Then you're crazy. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you were president or like me or whatever but I'm just using you because you, you are married but if you were president like you spent eight years being president like Leica would know a pretty good idea of what it means to be president of what it takes yeah she, yeah exactly There's, it's always the wife that pushes the husband for things so it's a, it's a, yeah, and the and the fact is, like, if something stressful happens, you're like, you know, I'd rather ask my wife because she knows the kind of person I am and stuff. And despite this stressful, like, situation, I'll explain her both sides, but I don't want to do something against what I would do. So, yeah, I would ask someone else who really knows me. And who is around all those situations all the time. So I'd be like, and your decisions also not only affect the whole America, but they affect your family too. So it's like, yeah, your, your partner's in it. So it's like, she knows what it takes and she already has a fan base. So given the options that we have, just throw her in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, she did, she has done big things for prison reform and
2: health.
3: She
1: can't do Well, unless, oh, the Rock can't do it in this election. That's why it's like, everyone's like, do we really have to do Bernie? That's why people are like, do we really have to do Bernie, like, That's why Bernie should select his running mate as Michelle. Because whoever you're, if you're voting for Bernie, you're not voting for Bernie. You're voting for his running mate. Oh
2: yeah, his heart
1: is dead here. Oh yeah, especially with being president, he's gonna have a heart attack or some shit. And I honestly don't care if Michelle kills him. He deserves it. True. He needs to go. Like it's not because he did anything bad. It's because of the things he's gonna continue to say into a microphone while he breathes. It was like, we don't, you don't need your reputation to be tainted like that, and we don't need to listen to that weird, awkward shit. Uh, close to pedophilia. It was like, yeah, Trump grabbed him by the pussy, but he didn't have a whole bunch of black children play on his lap in the pool and play with his leg hair and then talk about it live on a radio show. Unprompted.
3: that he could fuck one of the golden girls and it would be
1: stashed for me it's just the fact that was unprompted that was weird and it was like people are like no you're viewing this out of context and then someone someone, re- yeah dude so when it first went viral someone was like in the comment threads was like hey this is out of context and then they posted like the twelve minutes of it leading up to it, and they're like, "There's this whole thing. It was his answer was out of God's. Head. It was just like unprompted. It was just weird. <laughs> it was like, oh, he didn't even answer the asked question. <laughs> People just did it. They just acted like it didn't happen either. They're like, all right, next question." like if Charlemagne the God's not going to comment on it, then it's like he's a hard conversationalist. (laughs) Yeah, if Charlemagne the God's not going to say, what the fuck was that shit? He was just kind of like, at the end of it, he was just like, I don't, I mean, you're kind of doing all my work for me. (laughs) And he he took it, and then, then Biden took it as a compliment. He was like, thank you. So we know if you vote for Trump, then you're not black. And he was like, I don't think we you have to we have to say anything more to that.
3: What, what, what is, uh, what is uh, oh, her name?
2: Uh, it's Betty the,
1: White. Yep. I have a new joke. I love
2: it. <laughs> Betty White. It's a street joke, but I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, come on, people. You know we can't
3: vote for 30. You know, you know we can't vote for 30.
2: That's not a street I mean, joke. Uh,
3: no, it's no, no. like spa, it. I mean Berdie Max is
1: so fucking hard not Ber back part uh Bernie Sanders is so fuck it he's the only person alive that could fuck Benny White and it would still be statutory rape. yeah, I think that joke's funny, and it's not a it's not a street joke it's a it's a um it's a set up pun, no, it's a set up pun exactly. joke, yeah well it's it, it's whatever you want it to be but it's really a setup punch because you're setting it up and then you're like he's sold. old how old is he oh, kind of yeah, joke yeah. but you did it
4: it's
1: an old school, joke, basically. no you did it in a, in a brilliant way it's like um like bert kreischer has a uh, um two guys walk into a bar joke and you can't it's the starbucks joke but it's the way he structures it and he did that on purpose it was like I want to see if I can write this kind of joke without you knowing it's this kind of joke. And, like, so all you did is, because you're just normally a storyteller, so you usually do, like, tag, you usually tag your stories and tag certain lines like I do. You just, that's just a setup pun. Like, uh, I was trying to write one um, where it's like I met God on a, I was trying to do the ones where you're like, um, you know, like, you ever met a one-eyed pirate? (laughs) I'd be like, you're religious, sir? And if he says, uh, it doesn't matter what he says. They're like, how about you, sir? I'll move, I'll move on. They're like, do you have you ever met God? I'm like, no. I met God once. I met him on a bus. <laughs> he told me the meaning of life on a pretzel. Give me a soft pretzel. He made his uh, own beer cheese out of his own urine. It's Not bad. It was quite delicious. And I spilled that meaning of life right on that pretzel for me in the salt. Too bad I only got half the pretzel. (laughs) But it's like, you can't try it on stage or something like that because it's like, you're like, I'm going to... That's not a joke I would normally write, but I'll I'll save that for when I'm in front of an audience when I can test it out. Yeah, see, that's
3: not a stage joke. You know, you got to wait to get the right audience for
1: those. Well, you know, yeah, you try it of open mics and stuff, but it's like... But when I write stories and I feel... You probably feel the same way. It's when you write stories, you can come up with like a lot of tags for certain things. You're like, I'm going to tell the same story in the way, like in this rhythm, but I'll like, I can exchange these tags out for each other. But like, and I can, you know, I can do that for a lot of things, not just my stories if they're general enough, but like little joke tags. But like, if it's like a written joke like that, I feel like I would have to do it in front of people because um, it's the way you say certain words too and how you say them for set punches. Like um, was it Jim Gaffigan uh, that might be wrong, but um, I heard a joke on um, the Spotify com- comedy playlist. He goes, and it's something that you would never think of. Like I would never think of this is uh, I used to work at a fire hydrant factory uh, had to park six blocks down. It was like, that's not, that's like such a weird thing. Cause you get at the fire hydrants. You can't, you can't park, you can't park like close to a fire hydrant. So if there's a lot of fire hydrants everywhere, you have to park really far away. It's see, it's like a, it's like a weird alternative joke that I wouldn't like think of because I don't like having to explain jokes to people.
3: Dude, have you seen the deals that are going on for Vegas sales right now? For
1: Vegas days right now? Yeah, everywhere is, like, ridiculous.
3: Dude, three-day, two-night stay at a resort on the Strip, 99 bucks. What? Two show tickets and a $100 dining card.
1: I'm going to see Andrew Santino and, um... Stand up live on, in August, unless they shut it down again. Gonna see the Red Rocket. Mm-hmm. This is a comedy nickname. I feel like you should just go by THC. What about that? THC. Because it's almost like a one, it's almost like a one name, like Youngblood or Share, but it's like it's actually your whole name.
3: You know what? Honestly, if I was still just an actor, I
1: would. I mean, you can. You don't like. Um, you don't know how. Um, I just. I I didn't because I'd have to change my shows. And like I'd have to contact them, like Spotify individually or whatever, and have them change my name. And like I already have, like it's only seventeen people, but also it's like I've been around the valley where people have like referenced you, so they know who you are too. You could also na- you could also name a special vet. THC Superfly presents Travis Clark. <laughs> that's kind of what Louis Louis J. Gomez kind of did. He did uh Louis J. Gomez presents Louis J. Gomez. <laughs> and like that's what that's why like um they can't like me too like people like you or Louis J. Gomez. And they could try to do it with me. But I would just double down. I'd be shaking behind the scenes. I'd be like, oh, I'm so scared. But like my my um my comedic presence would be like, Yeah and like don't follow me then. Like unless you're gonna press charges against me, like don't follow me if you don't like something I did. And then be like, Oh no. No, I like Jim Jeffries special where it's like, cause he gets in trouble literally every time he, um, releases a special and, um, he goes, now people are, he's like, I get people complaining about the last special I did. I get that all the time. They're like, we think you're too misogynistic. We think you're a sexist. We think you're, um, you use cunt too many times. You're, uh, we think you're a bad father. We think you're, we're surprised that you're even alive. The facts that you make up and gun control are made up, and he's like <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I get all those, but like you can't get mad at me for a special on a for a joke I said, you know ten specials ago, ten years ago, like and then he talks about he goes, Our job is to move right up against the line, go right up against the line, and say something outrageous." it's not my fault if you move the line. He's like, I'm still where I was. I'm where I thought the line was in the past. It's not my fault that in the future you move the line and now that now what I said in the past is bad. He goes, that's my whole job, is to go right up against the line. If you move the line, that's not my fault. I agree with him. <laughs> you can't get mad at people for shit they said uh, after it came out. I, Tropic Thunder, Joey Diaz, anything. If it already happened, you can't complain about it. You can't be born because that's people being born ten years ago and then discovering like, or fifteen years ago and being like, I, I'm a person now and. I'm in this woke culture and now I'm offended by everything. It was like, yeah, but change it though. Don't bitch about things that have already happened. Also, I'm tired of me too being, uh, did you hear what happened to Melissa Milano and Rose McGowan? Like those are, those are the two like women advocates, right? And like, I've never listened to any of their speeches. I just know that they're hardcore feminists. And they do speeches and rallies and shit. And um, they attacked her for doing blackface because she made fun of Snoopy uh, in a um, uh, um, comedy so one or die.
3: one, di- uh, one little side note, sorry. Uh, one of the directors, uh, the Kansas City director, he's a, a fellow Army vet. Yeah. He wrote. A, he's been in theater for a while. Uh, but he wrote a play.
1: An online play Hmm. and
3: build
1: it and put it up online. That's cool. Hmm. It's called The Butler Did It. The Butler always does it. That's why the name of the wanted and I saw I saw a weed strain today that was called Earl Grey. Yeah. Uh, They're like pinky up, bitches, and I was like, "I'm not gonna get you because you're not on sale," but I like it.
3: I'm a little, uh, I'm a little annoyed. Um, I'm still waiting on five or six sets of dice. Those, uh, as well as the dice trade. they haven't came yet. The only, the only ones that have came are yours. Oh. And you're the ones that came with your cup. Which, given you do still be another six sided, I don't know why I don't why it said only came with one six sided dice. That is so no fucking weird. Yeah. I've always thought they should come with uh two sixties and two um uh what do you call them? uh fours. It also doesn't have a oh yeah, I mean. it doesn't have a percentile guy, but yeah, I uh sixty six figures. Yeah, the it was the ones that came with your stuff. Those aren't even the ones I ordered for. You.
2: I didn't know those were coming with the fucking stuff. Oh, They match the cup and they're cool as fuck, so
1: you can have those. Ones. But what do you think is the cooler color? Hot pink, orange, or gold, or red, uh, or uh, or bright green. So um I'm going to and I'm going to do I'll, I'm going to do the same for you because it comes in packs of two except for the, the stand which I'm going to have to order separately. But Okay, wait. What is it? Okay, so you know uh, wait um, first of all I was asking you about microphone meshes because for us personally like when we do open mics and stuff or when we do murder mystery we can just have our own personal one. And then because just for style, I don't know about for cleanliness, but like um it would be more sterile too.
3: I would go with either neon green or hot pink.
1: That's what I was thinking red, too. Red, red would
3: be a, red might be okay, but red might I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I I don't think red would be the greatest with a lot of the type of lights they use you know, open mics and shit.
1: Yeah, I was just like thinking as far as like character, as far as you want to present. True,
3: but if you're going to use it for both, oh yeah. Hot pink would work for both. Yeah. Neon green would work for both. Uh, Orange is another one that is going to be affected by the person. I want to using it. Getting some.
1: I want to put a black star on mine.
3: Yeah. Orange does not look. Great. I guess my
1: skin tone to some other colors. Well, we could do pink because oh, yeah. they're, they're a pack of two. And then what I want to do is, um, because these are things that won't af- uh, affect, like, because um, I was talking to Austin about it because he's done metal shows and stuff, and I was like, yeah, you have a point. Yeah. Whereas, like, a lot of stages that we go to, they're um, electrical taped, the um, the cord to the mic, so you can't really fuck with the mic yeah. itself. But how much balls would you have if you uh, would you look like? How much respect would you have for somebody who's just like? Um, so what I also want to do, and I think you would like one of these too, because Ryan gave me the initial idea. But it Freddie Mercury already. So you know Freddie Mercury's thing. That's because he broke the mic stand, those yeah. mic stands, and if I get a mic stand, I can not only, we can not only use those mic stands for our own shit, like regular comedy. Cause it's a, it's a double mic thing, but you take out the rod of it. Cause you don't need that. We're not musicians. And so, you, cause you're, you're not recording a guitar or whatever. So you take out that and then you have the Freddie Mercury thing with the handle at the end and it's 28 inches and you can actually hold it out to people too. So you can be socially distanced, have the line of suspects, and hold it out to each person as well.
3: Or you can then take my staff and just attach it to that.
1: To a different mic, yeah, or to a different thing. And so how much respect would you have? So uh, the microphone thing is universal, so it'll go to any top of most microphones. And so you just walk up, you like, they just call you at an open mic and even books box. I do that too. But like open mics are more like wild and savage. So at a book, yeah. at a booked mic, you might get like a few looks and stuff, but people aren't going to question you for the most part. But like, I would love it if like you just walk up, you undo the mic and you, un- you're just unscrewing it and then you just set it on the stool and then you put on, put on your pink one and then you put it on your staff. And you're like, because there's so many ways that I would want to hold it and stuff like that, and like because you and I are both physical and everything. And then you can ask the audience weird questions and stuff and be like, and enough with you. Because it's a step. You're like, you feel more godly. You're rock star. And it would be amazing for my, for my Herbie story
3: when I have to do the baseball part, because I can do the action between the butt ends so the microphone is still near my mouth.
1: Yeah, and dude, even for like you as like the prince, she'd be like, you're using that as a scepter, but it's also your microphone?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's so many different uses you could use with it. You couldn't use it as Dicky, really, unless you made it. No, you could if you made it a horse. I really could. I the really horse really stick. Not
3: believe, okay. I really cannot <laughs> believe that my favorite character to be is
1: in my least favorite show. Yeah, but it's cool that um, that like all the characters you like to have uses for like a prop, if you will. Like it's still your microphone, but like what I like about a microphone is I feel like a lot of young actors in comics don't think about this. as like um, like you said, they don't use it as an extension of yourself. That's why the staff thing would be cool for both of us because you really do use it as like, if you had a whole thing, yeah. you could probably, you'd probably, um, you could do probably, you'd be way more physical than you would want. than then you, you could be more physical than you uh, are right now, but do cool things. Yeah, especially yeah. with the audience and stuff, even at murder mystery shows and stuff like that's what I was thinking too. Especially social distance sure. and everything.
3: Like, I would love if we could get some, like, oh, my God, dude. There's a store near me called the Crime Scene Store. I have been wanting to go in there for so long but I keep forgetting to. And then the times I am by there not eat anything, but, you know, I see it as close. I bet, like, oh, my God, I would go in there and get a couple rolls of crime scene days, shit like that, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because you...
3: Because that's just... That's stuff we could use for little just worldly decoration at our show, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's That's because... That's not even about, like, uh, prop or anything. That's, like... Just make it seem more that world.
1: You know what I mean? Well, and also is like you and I are so similar to that world, and the most of the shows and stuff. So most of our actual props are like our personal possessions sometimes, or things that we donate and yeah. stuff. And so it'd be fun to go into a shop like that because not only you could you find stuff for shows, but you could find stuff for like you know other things we do or the house or things like that because. Yeah. Were different. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, because... I, I, I wanted to go into That's just like I haven't gone into uh, uh,
3: this place called, I think it's called Unnatural Curiosity. I think that's the name of it. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I fully intend on it. I play so fucking human bones.
1: Oh, shit. So it's like Necromancer in L.A. No. No,
3: no, no. No, no, no. Because they also sell dragon bones that are made out of a you know, dragon skull that is made out of a fucking, um, you know, big-ass, like, hippo or something and carved together. Like, it's curiosity. It's weird shit.
2: All kinds of weird shit. that fun. But it's nothing occult. cult.
3: Yeah, it has nothing to do with the cult. Which I wouldn't
1: mind finding
3: a, an occult, an, an actual occult store. I would love to find a real occult store. Yeah. Do you know if there is any occult
1: store here? There's one in um, on off Mill Avenue. I don't know if it's still open with the pandemic thing. But they, they would I sell know, um, herbs fine. and stuff and teas. horny herb. No, it's it's an occult store, but they sell um different weed, different not weed, uh different teas and stuff that are like mixtures, not like beverages, yeah. but are like mixtures for like yeah. uh like w- reverse cancer and like uh youth and weird shit. And shit like the
3: uh powder
1: and shit
3: like that yeah yeah that's high happy healthy and
1: burning Mm no it had a it had a an occult symbol on it
3: oh i don't know i know we were just in there uh, on the 4th of july
1: it had like Laker
3: bought, i bought like a like um four different types of seeds out of there
1: It has, like, mink's penis bone.
3: Nope, that's the one I was looking for. Nope, we went in the other one. We went in the hippie one.
1: Yeah, that's that's what the title sounded like to me. It's something occult. It's something
3: occult. But... Because I would love to find a...
1: I know. People are like, um, they're like, uh, don't sell your soul to Satan. It's like, where is he, man? I could totally sell my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some success. Where is he? <laughs> Do we have to play the fiddle? Is that it? Is <laughs> that why I can't find him? Because I don't have any real skills. <laughs> if we can't make money off you, I'm I'm sorry. But I thought that, that was your whole thing. You could make. Me a millionaire if I was a hobo. Yeah, but that's. You have to do something. You can't even play the mandolin correctly, dude. Come on. But I'm a good comedian. Yes, yeah, so is you and every other white guy.
3: Hold on one second. I'm my wife.
1: know, I live right by, uh, you know where I live right next to?
3: Spirit?
1: I live right next to three cemeteries, and one of them, Hank Williams, was buried at.
3: Okay, I think I found the one I'm looking for. Zombie Conjure Cove. Yeah. That's the name of the song.
1: Yeah, that sounds more familiar.
3: On Northern
1: and Twelfth Street. It's near me, actually. Not that much. I live right by Hank Williams' grave.
3: Huh. I didn't know was buried her.
1: Neither did I. Someone told me that, and I was like, oh, I'll "Find it. Let's do the Ouija board." You can play the Ouija board right there.
3: wife, that i'm not going to put
1: a weedy board on my back so now i want to get one <sighs> uh. Austin's like are you that big of a jojo fan do you really want a joestar tattooed on your back I was like, why not? I want to see it. But everybody would love me. Like Billie Eilish. That's why Billie Eilish has her hair that way. because of JoJo. You know what they're screaming when they say, uh, when they're screaming in that German song? It's pretty enlightening. It's pretty powerful lyrics. They're screaming, I want to dance. Dance for me, baby.
2: I want to dance.
1: Yeah. It's not like they're saying some. There's a, there's a metal song about just like, I'm going to find you. He's screaming during this part, but he goes, I'm going to find you. I'm going to like rip you from the skies and all. And like, slit your throat and all this shit and he's talking about hunting and finding and killing God.
2: Interesting.
1: And I was like but he's a hard they're hardcore Christians. I was like, weird. Their music now is super soft. It's um it's like it's like soft rock. They're um so they uh bring me the horizon. As big as the vocal, uh, the screamer blew out his vocal cords on stage. Hmm. He yeah, that would
2: suck. That would suck if he blew it out. Sure
3: has some interesting, interesting shit.
1: Yeah.
3: But not what I want. at least not in their online shop
1: they might have it in store you were right by the way um why that girl cleaned my bathroom yeah she said i unblocked her briefly because i was kind of curious and i originally wanted to ask her if she really did clean my bathroom and then um, once I unblocked her, I saw the, all the text that she sent me while she was blocked. And um, in a few of them, it says, I don't even understand why you're mad at me. That's what girlfriends do. They make your life better. I'll even give you highlights and stuff that, that's what you want. I'll do anything you want me to because I love you. And I was like, all oh, right, well, enough of that. Yeah.
3: She's about she's about one step
2: from murder suicide there, my friend.
1: She walked in and I was with another girl. she was be like, what? After I cleaned your bathroom?
3: Yeah. Curious nature that's what the place is called and they sell Ouija boards too hmm. uh, they also do tax attorney. for people I don't know no way they all do tax attorney classes
1: To would be fun
3: oh wow yep yep if you have ever wanted to get into taxidermy or etymology but just haven't known how, we are here to help. With the help of professional taxidermist Doug from Frank James Artist Tree, you can learn the basics and open the door into your new favorite hobby,
1: stuffing dead animals. Do you ever see roadkill on the side of the road and be like, what a waste? Well, now's a chance to do something about it.
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh oh. My god. oh, my god. oh my god. That is fucking hilarious. God damn. That
3: is a big ass black bear skull.
2: All Elf. Pig. African bull. African male. Rainbow. African water. Alligator. Tooth. Where's the human bone?
3: Wow. Ah! Human foot!
1: I didn't think minks had an actual bone in their penis. Some things do. It's to be harder to deal with.
3: Oh, that was freaky. I'm
2: gonna send you a picture, uh, a picture in a second. Give me a second.
3: Ah,
2: there we go. Uh, there it is.
3: Hey, uh, I sent you three pictures. The third one shows you what color my hair is right now. But, look, it's supposed to.
2: That's cool. Tell me that thing would be cool to put up, so I like just have.
1: Sitting as like a token or something in
3: Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Is that a stock yeah, that's though. What
1: color my hair is? It's had, uh, red and blue.
3: Yeah. And that is definitely a knife around my neck in that picture,
1: too. Good Harley Quinn hair.
3: Close. Harley's red and black.
1: No, it's red and blue.
3: Is it?
1: Red and blue. Sometimes, it's where the it's where the pink comes from. That's where the pink comes from. It was red.
3: She does red and blue hair color. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad then. Why? I corrected
1: two little
3: girls. Huh? I corrected two little girls the other night.
1: Yeah, it's red. She has a few. She has a. She's red and black, pink and black. Um, pink and blue. Pink and blue, red and blue. I think that's it. She's green and blue in one of them. I don't know. I don't even know what punchline looks like. What punchline
3: looks like, you said?
1: I've seen her before, I just forget. Oh yeah, that that's right, she's Asian. Yeah. She's definitely
3: more. Business than
2: Harley.
1: Well, Joker's a little more business too.
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Harley's still better.
1: Yeah, I think she's better, but um, she's been around longer. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And she's just gained Uh, popularity.
3: Yeah. I will say it's interesting that
2: we're going to have our first ever black Batwoman.
1: Oh, is that who they... Oh, that's that explains everything, then. It has nothing to do with Ruby Rose. It has everything to do with them trying to be more inclusive. No, Ruby quit. But that's why. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. Ruby has gone through hell is that woman. She has not had a good time with it. Really? Uh, no. She was injured in the very. She was injured in the beginning of the season. She was uh, uh, like she fucked up her hand really bad. And then to top it off, she was like in the very beginning when she was first cast, like before the first season aired, uh, she was driven off of Twitter by fanboys. Oh so, yeah, she she didn't have a good time with it. She 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 stepped away. It was her own call.
1: Is there? Yeah, but it was CW's call to...
3: Now, as for why it's a black woman now, yeah. Oh yeah, they're capitalizing.
1: Oh, yeah, but I hope they know they're going to get the same fanboys that are upset about it because there is no black one. There's no black, Batwoman.
3: Actually, I don't think they will. Um, just for the simple fact that they literally created a completely new character. So there's no one to compare it to. This character was always black.
1: So was Iris. No,
3: you know, I, I get what you're saying, but what I mean is this character does not even exist yet, and will not, until she shows up on the first episode of season two of Bat- uh, Batwoman.
1: That's what they... It's a completely
3: new character created
1: just for the show. No name
3: used from any other old superhero, nothing.
1: Well, it it is. She's using Batwoman, but...
3: Uh... Well, I know, but I mean, the person under the mask is a completely new character.
1: Well, that's the way they should do it. That's what they did for Return That's what they do for the animated movies. They'll add Robins and stuff. Like, um, but that's the way they should do it, is, like, um, if you're a fan... Like, Barry Allen, they even said it was a combination of Wally West, the, re- the comic book version of Wally West, and uh, Barry's character. But it wasn't... It was always a Wally West version of it.
3: You know what, though? That might actually make Batwoman the best show on the network. You know that, right?
1: Well, the, yeah, because they have nothing to compare. That's the way they should... DC was designed to do that. That's the whole reason <laughs> they did the multiverse concept, is so you could have existing heroes with different names and different faces. Uh, like that whole doppelganger thing, that only applies to some worlds that they choose to do that for. Like for the most part, they're all different universes. That' why that's why we have the Dark Batman and everything like that. And the fact is, they don't capitalize on that. Instead, they're like trying to get copyrights for existing characters. So I was like, just ask me to you do your own, man. Smallville did that. Show. Yeah. They created Chloe. Yeah, the actress is in trouble now, but they created Chloe Sullivan. There was no Chloe Sullivan. They created that for the show, and everybody now she's in the comics. They have their own Smallville comedy, or I mean some Smallville comic line. It's not still going, but they did when the show was big. And they even said that's all canon, so.
3: I like that, Tope. The fact that uh, they're using a character who is, you know, has no tie to the comics at all. Yeah, but, <laughs> which means... She can literally be or do anything.
1: Yeah, Adam West is uh, not was never part of the comics or anything like that. His his. Well, think,
3: his... think about this though. Her only tie, like the only thing tying her hands as a character, is what is going on in the other shows. Because it's all in the same world. So if there's a world-altering event in one of the other shows, okay. Then she has to play with it. If, you know, um, fucking uh, in Superwoman, or in in, uh, Superman, you know, Lois and Clark or whatever it's going to be called, um, they kill off Lex Luthor. Well, fuck, that woman's going to have to acknowledge that she can't go fighting Lex Luthor. But other than that, she can battle any fucking villain she wants because yeah. it's a completely new
1: battle.
3: She can assist any hero she wants. You know what I mean?
1: Well, they've and they've already established that it's a new. I only have. Well, years. I
3: only have one
2: issue though. Hmm.
3: See, whereas I agree that the new character. Is best for the show Batwoman. I think it is the worst possible idea for all, for the whole of the Arrowverse because you literally just took a member of the Justice League away without a valid way to replace them.
1: Well, not only that is the way they treated Steve and Amell during the last episode. A lot of Arrow fans didn't follow to the other shows.
3: Well, that's that's fine. But even the ones who did, okay, Batwoman, she's a member. No, Kate Kane is a member of the Justice League. Not Batwoman. Yes, Batwoman. Yes, okay. Not all of them know she's Kate Kane. Yeah, whatever. Well, actually, they all do know, um, but you're, that's not
1: the point. You're you're wrong. It's whoever holds the mantle, because uh, well, y-
3: to- yes, in, in our in our understanding, it is, but not where they are currently at in the world, because where they're currently at, they most of them barely even knew Batman was real yes. until two years ago.
1: Yeah, but they're also, they've already established that it's acceptable to take over the mantle because when they're looking for the Green Arrow, she was like, what the fuck? Uh, to her, the daughter, she was like, what the fuck? I thought you were the new Green Arrow. She was like, not anymore. And they, yeah,
3: they but it's true, but at the same time, okay, two things. One, Kate Kane and Supergirl, Cara Danvers, had a little buddy-buddy thing going on, and that's fucked. Alright? Because who knows if she'll have the same uh, chemistry with this new actress.
1: They didn't have very good chemistry so it's time.
4: True.
3: It still won't work out anyway because of the characters.
1: Um,
3: however, this new one might not. But at the same time, how the fuck is someone like Barry with everything that's going on right now, just going to trust a new back woman that is obviously not the same fucking person. Because whereas even if they didn't know it was Kate Kane, which again, they do, every member of the Justice League knows who she really is. Even if they didn't. Okay? It would be obvious that this black chick is not the white girl with red hair that was sitting at the table and helped you save the universe, the multiverse. Now, okay, fine. Barry can accept it. Barry seen weird shit. You really think Jefferson Pierce is going to fucking accept the shit?
1: His world still can't accept that there's (laughs) metahumans.
3: Exactly! And all of a sudden, wait, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Oh, you gotta be a trap. You mean to tell me Batman's black now? Oh, no, you gotta be a trap, bitch. (laughs) You feel me?
1: No, they're not saying Batman.
3: No, but that would be Jefferson's view. That would be his view. Personally. You know what I mean? Because he just met the chicken, now all of a sudden you got this black, and the way his world is, in Freeland, that it would fit that, you know, it was like a traitor or something. You know what I mean?
1: Well, they're going to write her out. She's not just going to step down.
3: Who, KJ? Yeah. Oh, no, of course, they have to write her out, but my thing is, I just don't understand, like, I do get if they would have went with uh, Barbara Gordon or something like that, okay? It is understandable they can't get the rights for it. That's why. Oh no, they could. That's not why. No, uh, Barbara. used. no. They said they could have
1: used. Them.
3: They admitted it.
1: Oh really?
3: Yep. Yeah, they admitted they could have used um, either uh, uh, Cassandra. They could have used um, uh, Barbara Gordon, and they could have used uh, who's there's there's a third person. I can't remember who. Um, but. They basically said they could have use any of the three, but it would be the same fucking problem that Ruby Rose had when she showed up originally because now you got this established character that you're going to have to change canon to get them into the role at that time. Which means they're gonna catch all the backlash from the fanboys.
1: Well, they no, they eliminate all of that. They eliminate every single episode trying to be a replication of something that happened in the comic book, because they're creating. Well, they're
3: not trying to replicate, but they do want to respect what they don't like doing. And this is what oh, the over you know creators have said: they don't like completely changing a character's origin story. They will if they have to because obviously their hands are tied in a lot of ways with DC and everything. Um, you know, with certain characters, things like that. But they don't like changing canon if they can avoid it because it just causes unnecessary backlash from fans.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying is they don't need to do it because they have a character that's never doesn't have a story.
3: Exactly. Which is the only thing. But again, it it, it fucks with the rest of the shows in a way where it wouldn't if, say, Barbara Gordon stepped into the role. Because if Barbara Gordon just became um, Batwoman, okay, that's easily fucking explainable very
2: easily fucking
3: explainable. It would even make sense as to why Lucas, or Luke, sorry, doesn't have a problem with her stepping into the world. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that doesn't matter because um, the show can be explained. It's the other shows, like you said. The Justice League doesn't matter either because Black Lightning was never supposed to be a member of the Justice League and they changed the canon yeah.
2: for him.
3: but uh, Oh, here's the three they said they could have. Oh, no, Barbara Gordon wasn't one of them. Uh, the three they said they could have used, but they would have had
1: to make changes to canon. Barbara is involved in the Batman movie, so I'd be surprised that they were able to use it. Yeah, it wasn't her.
3: It was Cassandra Cain. I was right about that. But then it was Stephanie Brown and Tiffany Fox. Oh, why do you- yeah, well, there's never been a black Batwoman.
1: There's a black bat girl. Oh. Uh,
3: yes, but there's never been a black Batwoman.
1: Yeah, but they could have used her. They uh, just didn't want to.
3: This, this chick will be the first black Batwoman. But either way, Tiffany Fox, okay, that's very easy to figure out how Luke lets her become Batwoman. It's his fucking sister. I need help. Kate, in trouble. Oh, shit. Help me. Here, put this suit on so you don't die. Oh, Kate died while we were trying to save her. You're the new Batwoman. Like you
1: know what I mean? It's like the Santa Claus. You put on the suit and now you're Santa Claus.
3: Exactly. So, with Tiffany, that's simple. Cassandra Cain. Also, very simple. Cassandra is very close to Kate. You know, not that Big of a stretch that it's Cassandra who takes over when she leaves. Stephanie Brown, that one would require a little more work because you have to explain where the fuck she's been all these years. That Batman disappeared three years ago.
1: No. You she can't... was trained by
3: Batman. Stephanie was trained by Batman. No. So you would have to, you would have to change canon. Because if I'm not mistaken, Stephanie's one of the very few Batwomen who is actually trained by
2: Batman.
1: So choose someone else. Or trained with him, anyway. It's like these shows trying to follow the old shit while we're still coming out with new comic books. You're following characters that came out in the 50s, but there's so many new characters that are coming being come out with. Don't take one of them. Yeah. But they
3: Stephanie was also Robin, by the way. You know that, right? Hmm? She's the female. She's the female Robin. Yeah,
1: um, she Stephanie was, Brown. She was
3: fired, she's also yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, she's the daughter of Clue Master. You know that's um, where that comes from right. And yeah, she, see, she was Robin before she was Batgirl, and then Batwoman. So she was literally trained by Batman the whole time. There because is. she was his Robin. So you would have to change her entire backstory, or at least try to explain where the fuck she's been since it's already established that Batman is coming off.
1: I don't know why you don't. Listen.
3: Okay.
1: I don't know we
3: why. know where one ro- we know where two Robins are.
1: I don't know why you don't listen to uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. He. Write, I don't either. He writes. He know he he. So Mia Queen. That character is not only based off his character that he wrote for DC, that's a part of canon, but it's the first character with HIV. And it's also, he wrote the, those parts in it, for in the Arrowverse. He is a member of the Arrowverse. Yeah. he In some episodes, it's more apparent. Some episodes, he directs them and stuff. But he's always one of the brains behind it. And um, Mia... They got, they got a lot of backlash because of Mia, and he talks about it on his podcast, but uh, he's just, he just explains, he's like, there's no room in their storyline. Who? Cool.
3: Uh, cool. I'm forgetting right now. Who's, who's the young Robin in Titans right now? Uh, it's um, Damien. No, 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 no. The one in the uh, uh, live action show. Oh, Dick. It's, it, no, Dick's the older
0: one. Who's the young
3: one. Who's the current Robin in
0: oh,
1: the
3: Titans?
1: In the Titans, it's Jason, so he's not dead yet.
3: Jason Todd. Okay, so in this world, it, it would be weird, too, because it was actually Tim Drake who brought her to Batman.
1: Well, yeah, they're dating, their girlfriend and boyfriend.
3: Yeah, so she became, she became Robin after Tim Drake. And Tim Drake hasn't even been talked about yet at all, has he? Anywhere? In any of
1: the TV shows, has Tim Drake been mentioned even once? Tim doesn't exist in Titan, so. he's not. I don't think he's yeah. even born yet.
3: How old, is Tim?
1: Tim's, Tim How old only, is Tim? Tim was the only Robin that um, finished out high school and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. He was in regular public school while he was Robin. And he had a regular family and everything like that. He was just—he's literally one of the best world's detectives because he discovered where the Batcave is, and pretty much put Batman in a position where he's like, "Hey, either teach me your shit or kill me," and we both know you're not going to do that shit. And he was like, "I guess I have to teach you how to be Robin." So he was—he Dick was already Robin when Tim Drake was Robin. Ah. They were Robin together, and then eventually, like, oh.
3: Tim was actually, I I forgot about that part. I I forgot that Tim was actually, Tim watched his parents die.
1: Yeah.
3: I forgot about that.
1: He also, um, he was also Batman.
3: So it was after the death of Jason Todd that Tim was convinced he should become Robin.
1: Well, yeah, because, um, that's when, um, Nightwing started helping out with Gotham City again. He was because he was he was wearing the Nightwing costume, but he was acting as Robin. So, like, he was still a superhero, but, you know, he lost his <clears> place <throat> with Batman. And that's why Jason Todd, when he came back from the dead and stuff, why it was yeah. cool because it's like Batman was like, listen, I don't like the way you do it, but I respect what you do. Like, you you cause he kills the criminals. And yeah. but he also does it in a way too where he like he'll get all the gangsters in the same room cuz they think he's a bigger gangster and he'll just kill them all. And like Batman's like I don't like the way I, I don't like the way you do it. It's not how I do things. It's not the way I taught you to do things, but I respect I respect what you do. So he lets him have complete arsenal to the Bat catalog, even more so than Dick probably does. That's why it's. Damn. Tim's, that's why
3: Tim's shit is just surrounded by fucking um uh uh murder.
1: Tim's or Like
3: Jesus Christ,
1: dude.
3: His fucking okay, he 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 met Dick Grayson and watched his parents get murdered, all right? Yeah, I know. He um took over the role of Nightwing after Jason Todd.
2: Was yeah. murdered.
3: He moved to Bloodhaven, you mean, which is the Robin. city where Nightwing fights crime, after his dad was murdered by Captain
1: Boomerang.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the case uh, he that. changed the colors of his costume, his Robin costume, yeah. to the colors of Superboy's costume, in tribute to his best friend after he was murdered. Yeah. Like it's what the fuck, man. He becomes Batman after Bruce is murdered, apparently.
1: Well yeah, no, he brain Blaine, uh Bane breaks his back and it becomes because Damien's still a teenager, so it's like Damien wants to become Batman and he's like he's like it's my right to become Batman. And he's like, No, you're still yeah. a fucking child. You're twelve years old. And um um before Bruce died, he asked Dick not to take over the uh, not to take over the mantle. He said, "I don't want there to be another Batman. I don't want you guys to take over my mantle you I want you guys to continue being heroes, and i tr- intru- I trust that within your heroes, you can keep the city safe in my absence." Well, that's a lot of terms, right
3: well you at one point also led the fucking League of assassins? Did you hear me though? Sorry, I was distracted. No, I didn't. I was distracted by learning that he was the head of the League of Assassins for a while.
1: He was. That's why he became Batman.
3: No, this was
1: this was after that. No, it was after. This was Batman.
3: this was while he was Red Robin.
1: He was Red Robin after Batman.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he became head of the uh um the League of Assassins while he was Red Robin.
1: But um no it's been- He had already
3: um uh He definitely- it was when he it was when he became Red Robin and left to find out if Bruce uh searched the world to find out if Bruce was still alive. He got captured by the League of Assassins in Iraq and then ended up well through a bunch of shit Raw Al Ghul gave him control.
1: Well he's also involved in Luth- Luther Corp. He's a huge shareholder and works directly with uh Lex Luther.
3: Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, his family comes from the same social circle as Batman as Bruce, so he's obviously got money.
1: Dude, that's the whole reason why the Red Hood has uh, his his hood in the first place, his helmet and his knife. What oh, his no, his knife is from the the Secret Assassin place that he's from, but the, his helmet is Luther tech, and he got it because of Tim Drake. Because in in his comics, he's like, hey, just so you know, like thanks for the hookup. He's like, yeah, don't tell, don't say I never did anything for you. It's like his problem is Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, it's because when he came back from the dead and stuff, they're like, no, you're fucking crazy, you're a murderer and all this shit. And uh, Tim Drake was the only one who's like, uh, I get why you're upset. You come back to dead, yeah. So the bad guy's still killing people. Like he killed <clears throat> sure, but like he's killed so many other people. You—that's what his big thing was. He's like he killed so many people. I thought that you cared about me the most, and I thought that would have at least had you end that. Wait,
3: semester. Jason was the second person to take up the
1: red hood. I thought he was the first. He's the only one uh, Bruce adopted. No, I said he's the second one to take up the character of the Red Hood. Yeah, the Joker. The Joker was the first.
3: Oh, that's fucking right.
1: No, that, that's Jason right. Todd's the only one who's closest to Batman because Batman does the bats because that's the moment he was the most afraid of, and so um, he takes he takes the jo- he takes the Joker's Red Hood before he's the Joker because. He, the Joker is the thing that he's most afraid of. He even erases his memory because he learns something about his past that involves the Joker that's so horrific he doesn't want to remember it anymore because it fucks up his life. And I think it's because the Joker's his dad. It doesn't say what it is, but I, I I think that's the only thing that would fuck him up the most is like, it's your dad, and then you he beats the shit out of you, and then you come back to life. It's like, it would just be... That was her dad who did that. Well, I mean, they do say they do say who uh, Jason Todd's parents are. No, it doesn't say who's who's uh, biological dad is.
3: Joseph Todd and Trina Todd. They were killed by Killer Croc.
1: No, but in his this
3: is no hold on though. This is before Crisis. So I don't know what his backstory is now. But the original Jason Todd, he's the son of circus acrobats Joseph Todd and Trina Todd, and they're killed by Killer Croc, and he's eventually later adopted by Bruce Wayne.
1: Well, the crisis is what brought him back from the dead,
3: So, Yeah, that's why I just now, oh, here we go, post-crisis.
2: A young street orphan. Ah.
3: Huh. Yeah, he ripped it. Oh, no, it, it does say who his dad's name is here. It's uh, the son of Willis Todd and Catherine Todd. Catherine was a drug addict who died of an overdose sometime before he began living on the street. Willis, a former medical student, was working as Hired Muscle for Too Faced and disappeared suspiciously after a botched society. No. So his dad was a two Faced dog.
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm telling you that like it, so in his line of co- in his comic line, he because uh, I read it is is in the comic book. Yeah, is um, he doesn't say it because it wants you to keep wondering. But the Joker, uh, he goes into the um, Joker's like, like he tells the Joker tells him something when they all, he kidnaps all the members of the bed, uh, Bat family. And he tells, yeah. um, uh, he's showing them like detailed moments, snapshots of his entire life, just kind of like the reverse flash does. But then he's like, he was like, how do you, how do you know these moments? He's Like, how do you know these intense things? Like these intimate moments in my life? Like these are moments that I shared with my parents and stuff. And then, um, he finds out something and doesn't say what it is and then he erases his memory because of it because it fucks him up so bad. So I think the Joker was actually uh, like either his dad or the, his actual father or something like impersonating yeah. a thug. Like I, I'm sure that's what the thug's name or the name he was taken was but I think that it they alludes to the fact that he had was like intimately involved in his life and that's the only thing i could think of is like well maybe he was like because he obviously has quarrels with those gangs and stuff so he's like i'm gonna go undercover and then you knocked up this chick and stuff and he's still like the joker he's still playing characters and stuff because i don't know that's how like I can imagine him doing it because otherwise like what's so fucked up that you have to erase every one of your memories because there he's like, which um, he said, uh, which memory do you want to erase? And he goes, I want this, the knowledge of this taken away. And he said, I can't remove that one thing without erasing your entire memories because it's entangled in it. And he's like, then take it all. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, because Roy, Roy, he's teamed up with Arsenal, Roy Harper, and he comes and finds it, finds them. And he's like, hey, Starfire and I need your help. Superman's down her throat about something. And uh, he's like, I don't know who you guys are. (laughs) And so the whole thing, they're they're trying to pull him along. He's like, no, don't you need your memories back. You're a hero. And then like Starfire is just unbridled on honesty And she says some shit. And he's like, Listen, my life doesn't seem that great, guys. I don't know if I want to remember it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You're smarter than us. It'd be like it'd be like you you uh you go through all this hard shit and then like me and Leica are trying to get your memories back. You're like, I don't know, man. It sounds like I had a pretty fucked up life. Like, you don't get to decide that, okay? You're a dumb person you remember yourself. You get to be silent. And then you can be mad at us when you have your memories back, you sack of potatoes. That's how they treat them. <laughs> it's like, no, you, fucked, you made a decision and you didn't include us. So now we're making this decision. And if you want to be mad at us, you'd be mad at us after you have your memories back. <laughs> But, but when they do that, too, the the mystery guys, like uh, the deity person is like, hey, if you want his memories back, you have to all give me the memory that means the most to you. <laughs> they're like, and you won't even know it's gone. You'll just know something about your life feels empty. <laughs> it's like, that's so awful. Could you imagine the most your most treasured memory just being gone? You not knowing why, but you just feeling like you have an empty hole in your heart that you can't fill.
3: Are you there? Yeah, I'm just reading about his resurrection.
1: Just read Red Hood and the Outlaws. It explains how they all got together. And if you read their entire line, you'll read everything that happens during New 52 because they're involved in every single way. They're literally the legends of tomorrow. Their whole line. But Starfire, that's when you learn Starfire's abilities. She can choose to forget into things. Like, if like her breakup with Dick was so heartbreaking. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to forget our relationship and I'm going to forget him. (laughs) And she can literally do it. Hmm. Interesting. Just read Red Hood on the Outlaws. Literally tells you everything about his armor, too. What can pierce it and what can't. Which is, nothing can pierce it. Not unless it's a magical knife. Or unless it's super high-tech shit. Because at one point, like, a knife stabs through his helmet and it's, like, inches away from his face, and he's like, oh, shit. Note to self, I need an update. Second note to self. Like... That must be a like he's like that must be like a either a really high tech blade or a magical blade because there's not a lot of shit. Can...
3: Well, they just used this guy. Hmm. They used this guy. Who? The Red Hood. In one of the shows. In Gotham. No, not Gotham. I'm talking the original original Red Hood. Uh not a, not the Joker, but like the original original Red Hood? Uh the guy put on the red the red helmet with no uh, the big old red dome helmet with no eyelids, the cape and tuxedo and all that. Uh what was that in? I can't remember what that was in. It, it might have been in
4: the
1: Joker movie.
3: Oh yeah, it's not it's Batman the killing joke. It was the Joker.
1: Yeah, it's always the Joker. Yeah. But the Red, Hood, that one. The Red Hood wasn't his um wasn't his moniker. He adopted it, but it was something the games always used. Yeah. He adopted it for his own thing, but then It's always um he falls into that big thing afterwards. The big fat.
2: Interesting.
3: Well, it's getting late. I need to eat something, so I will talk to you later. We've been on the phone for two and a half
0: hours. Okay. All right.
2: Later, bro.
0: Later. Sorry to take a little break. I know we just had an ad, but I really do need to tell you. I need to further instill my point. You know, we live in a time of some craziness, all right? There's some riots going on. There's a COVID-19 virus going on. There's all this talk about defunding the police department. I'm sure you want to give your opinions out there. Shout them out there, you know? Get some following behind you. You know, up the morale a little bit in society in America. God knows we could all have a little content that would let us, you know, escape from all the awfulness in the world. Surely this podcast doesn't do it for you. So create your own, all right? When I was first trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. One being... Am I going to have to upload my podcast to each platform individually? To Spotify, to Apple, to everywhere? Because that's, that's going to be super annoying and I don't want to do that. Well, that's when I heard about Anchor. It's a one-stop, all-you-need-to-create-a-podcast. They upload You upload it onto Anchor. Oh, here's my little podcast. I'm talking about riots and what flavor ice cream I like i send it into anchor they upload it and they distribute it for me on spotify apple everywhere you can listen to a podcast you will hear about easily irritated it is that awesome but here's another question i had will i ever make money like let's say i do develop a fan following will i make money will i be able to apply for sponsors But here's what I didn't know, is you don't even have to have a minimum listenership with Anchor. No. You can make money from your podcast right away. I don't, I wouldn't expect a lot of money, but you know, two cents from every listener, that adds up, you know? So, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor, alright? right. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcasts. Why have advertisers, oh, this is for hymns. If you're uh, losing your hair and your dick doesn't work, come here and use my code word, They're not going to match you up with randos like that, okay? They know your podcast advertisers, advertisers, advertisers know your demographic, all right? They know the message you're trying to get out, and they will match sponsors to you, to the content that you offer. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, all you have to do, it's, it's not complicated at all. First of all, open up the App Store on your smartphone or your iPhone, right? Type in anchor.fm. That's ancho Dot FM slash start. And uh, you'll get started. You'll make your podcast. You'll make money Maybe you might even become Rogan legendary. The Joe Rogan experience might even fail to comparison Have how massive your show is, mans, dudes, whoa mans. Join the revolution of podcasting. Now, back to the show.